Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little bit more food for thought, all based on a story that uh, became very relevant to me this week. So I want to keep continue to explore a bit of the idea that we did over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Remember a couple weeks ago we talked about Stoicism. So on that same vein, I want to talk about uh, the story from years ago in my instructor's school. So a little bit of background. Um, Years ago in my sensei school, very diverse group of characters. Uh, And one guy in particular, not only does he stand out in my memory, but he also helps to explain the story and this point that much better. So, to that end, uh, this guy's name was Jim, and uh, he was uh, quite the character. He was older, not old, but older, in his later 40s, early 50s, and um, I'll never forget, like, he had very much, uh, like, he wanted to be the young, tough guy. But he was past the idea of being young. He was tough. But like, uh, if it was time to get a partner in class, he always wanted to work with the young guys. Um, you know, even if he couldn't necessarily hang with them stamina-wise or intensity-wise, even if uh, he couldn't push the, the pace with them, he always wanted to work with them. He was very into like being like the young, tough guy. Uh, like To the point where even though like, 75% of his beard was gray. Uh, at a certain point, he shaved a, a daddy long like spider into his beard. So, uh, it, you just to keep on to that youthful, tough guyness. And, like I said, he was, you know, legitimately tough, but he envisioned himself, like, going to, like, tournaments and all this crazy stuff. It's like, Jim, relax a little bit. But, nonetheless, um, the thing that always stands out to me about Jim is... How when he made a mistake, everybody knew it. And that is not to say that he made like such spazzy mistakes that everybody that everybody noticed. No, man, this guy absolutely positively celebrated his mistakes. If he messed up, ah, ugh, ah, all this cr- carrying on, smashing his gloves together, you know, clapping his hands with his gloves on, stomping off a little bit, people in the GameStop next door and the pet store on the other side, they would know when Jim messed up. And, you know, he spent all this time and effort 
what I would refer to as celebrating his mistakes, putting so much time and effort into drawing attention to what he did wrong, to the fact that he messed up. And I always ask myself, why? Was it that he held himself to high standards? You know, was it that he expected to learn everything perfectly right away? I couldn't tell you exactly what his reasoning for celebrating his mistakes were. But I could tell you for sure that all the effort he put into celebrating those mistakes was misguided. It was a waste of time and effort. Because, well, let's start with this. Crying and carry on and stomping his feet and slapping his gloves together when he messed up. What help was that to him? The answer is none. It wasn't any help at all. It didn't fix the mistake. It didn't help him understand better. It didn't undo the fact that he made a mistake. It just drew more, more attention and put more effort and ire into the whole situation. So if, if that's the only purpose that it served, why do it? Uh, and obviously, I don't have an answer for that. It's more of a hypothetical. But if we look at how this was detrimental, I think it, it will help us understand why it's such a bad idea to get in this kind of habit. So to that end, when you're training in martial arts, and this is going to take a bit of a, uh, a sidetrack here, but stay with me. When, it, when you're training in martial arts, you're working the same techniques over and over and over again. Well, to what end? The objective is to build muscle memory. You're trying to put so much effort and so much repetition into the school, into the techniques, I should say, into the skills, that you need not think about them in order to perform them. In other words, when you're going to throw a cross punch, you don't have to think, turn my back foot, drive that hand out in a straight line, keep my elbow in, turn the hand over, strike with the first two knuckles. When I'm done, pull my shoulder back and my hip and put that heel back down. You don't have to think about all that stuff. You just think cross punch and your body just does it. You see the opening and your hand moves. So to that end, the way muscle memory works is after you go through a movement of some kind, a technique of some kind, you have about 11 seconds before that specific repetition programs itself into your muscles until it is retained in your muscle memory. Now, this is an important tidbit of information because it'll explain to you exactly how you should worry about dealing with things like making a mistake. When you make a mistake, the best thing you can do is do the technique again. Put another repetition out there. Instead of celebrating the mistake, put the effort into replacing the bad muscle memory. Think about a professional athlete like a baseball player or a golf player, something like that. If ever they mess up and they take a bad swing of the bat or the golf club, what do they do? Immediately, they step back and they take a good swing. Because they know, like I'm telling you now, that they have 11 seconds. And if they don't replace that bad motion with a better one, 
then the motion, the technique, the skill that they imprint into their muscle memory will be a bad one. And obviously, we're fighting a constant struggle against those bad repetitions into the better ones. Now, we, we've talked about in the past putting 10,000 repetitions into a movement. Now, obviously, we use that term 10,000, but included in that 10,000 are the ones where you're fixing things up, right? Where you, instead of doing X and Y, you only do X. So you have to go back and do Y. Well, in those parts of the journey, we have to realize that every bit that we do wrong, every repetition that we do not perfectly, that's a repetition that we have to replace. It, so in other words, if you do 500 repetitions with a bad habit, let's go back to the cross punch. So if you do 500 cross punch repetitions, and for all 500 of those, you drop your front hand, leaving your head exposed for a counter strike. If you practice that 500 times the wrong way, we've got to put an equal number of repetitions in to cancel out those bad repetitions. So in this whole rule of 10,000, this idea is kind of laid in there. In other words, obviously 10,000 good repetitions are a lot better than some mediocre, some bad, and some good. But the ones that matter most are the good ones. So we want to put as many of the good repetitions in as we can. That's why it's so important to have our mind open for feedback, to be thinking about whatever it is our instructor is telling us or the class in general or whatever positive we see from our classmate. Because any correction we can make to get higher quality repetitions, the better. So if I go back to my story about Jim, and you think about Jim, who put all this effort and energy into celebrating his mistakes, drawing all this attention to him. What was he doing? He was canceling out that 11 seconds. He was using that time to feel bad about himself instead of using that time to better his skills, to replace the bad repetitions with good ones. So what purpose was he doing? Well, he was guaranteeing that the next time he did it, it was going to be more difficult to do it correctly. See, uh, I heard this expression earlier today, and I think it's a fabulous one. And it's a great thing for learning physical skills. You want to be fast, but you don't want to rush. Be fast, but don't rush. Those are two very distinctly different ideas. Right? We've seen people rush through things. Like, I'll tell you guys a story, quick aside. I was helping uh, my sister-in-law with the filter for her pool, but for reference, she lives in Colorado. So we're on FaceTime. And she has this incredible ability to start reacting before you finish the sentence. So I was giving her a direction. Okay, there's going to be a box of spare parts. And you're looking for something that looks like this. And before I can even finish the sentence, is this it? And I'm like, relax. Let me get the whole sentence out. Let it kick around your brain for a moment. And then get the thing you think I'm talking about. Just relax. Slow down. Don't rush to action. Well, this is the same. If we rush 
to put all this energy and effort and everything out there, then what are we doing? Where not only are we affecting our own muscle memory poorly, but in addition to that, right, we're just putting ourselves in a way worse place when, when it comes to things mentally. See, and that's the important thing as well that we have to remember. If we're spending all this time, oh, blah, 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 putting all this effort and energy into the mistake that we made, what we have to realize is we're drawing attention. We're not being stoic. We're not keeping that in for us. Right? Like, you ever interact with a person, and I've, you know, I interact with people like this all the time, where they have no poker face whatsoever, like, at all, where when they are upset, everybody in the world knows it. They can't even help but carry it on their face. They roll their eyes. They put this grimace on their face. Everybody knows that they're upset. So as a result, everybody stays standoffish and Usually the problem doesn't get solved. The better thing would be if that person was stoic, swallowed their feelings, and let go of what was going on in their mind. Let it out to people. Magically, their problem would go away much easier. So, on a similar vein, when that person is being inconfident, and they're giving in to that mistake, and they're beating themselves up about that mistake, they're kind of covering their rear end. Oh, I messed up, and I don't want you guys to think that that's the limit to how good I am. So I'm going to carry on and stop my feet and clap my gloves like I didn't. Like, oh, I'm so upset that I messed up. You're a human being. Keep it in. Everybody messes up. No big deal. Right? The bigger problem comes when you put all this effort and energy into the wrong thing. See, again, this is a very common theme. It's something we've talked about a great many times. You only have so many hours. You only have so much time you can spend on the mat. You only have so much time you can work on new habits. So, if you take that time that you should be getting better and you fill it with all this crying and carrying on about the mistake that you made, you're pulling yourself in the wrong direction. You're like a swimmer who creates more drag as opposed to less. right? You're like the swimmer who's putting on the baggier bathing suit and trying to swim with the towel wrapped around their waist. Why are you trying to make things harder? You've only got so much time. Well, since you only have so much, then don't waste any of it. Don't waste any of it celebrating those mistakes. Not only do I think it's a great thing for us to build our stoicism, like I talked about a few weeks ago, keeping that frustration inward, but one of the key things we have to ask ourselves when we do just about anything is, what does it help? What does it help? If the answer is it doesn't, or as a matter of fact, it keeps me from getting better, then that's a behavior to abandon. If... It's a why that can be followed with something that's beneficial to you, then yeah, we're doing that. That's going to make us better. Enjoy, embrace, and get after things like that.
And that's also why when we're making a mistake in behavior, we shouldn't be afraid to change it. And that kind of segues me into the final area I want to explore with this tonight. And this is just making this habit of not giving into and not celebrating those mistakes. Well, here's thing number one. If we're trying to build our ability to not celebrate those mistakes, to not cry and carry on, not really cry, but like, you know, carry on and make these, uh, you know, childish tantrums when we're having a hard time remembering something or having a hard time learning something. When that happens, the best thing we can do is embrace that moment. That's a moment of growth. Understand that those who stay in their comfort zone don't have those moments. They're not able to use them as barometers for this, their success. They're not able to see if they're getting better. Right? We can. We know when our skills are getting better. See, I think that the people who put that kind of negative celebration out there in the universe, I think that they're just incompetent. I think they're trying to free themselves from that mistake. Like, oh man, I, you know, it wasn't me or, or more accurately like something to the effect of, sure it was me, but you know, I'm really upset that I messed that up. It's not like I thought that was the right thing. I can't believe I'm doing that. But again, to what end? What problem does it solve? What solves the problem much more is changing the behavior. Right? We talked about last week controlling your thoughts. Well, control the thoughts about keeping your frustration in. Not venting it out for the world to see. You're human. Human beings are allowed to make mistakes. That's not a problem. However, when that, pro when that moment comes where that frustration rises from mistakes, because of course, mistakes are frustrating. Why wouldn't they be? We're human beings. But when that time gets frustrating, don't be afraid to swallow it. Don't be afraid to let it go, to move past it to pretend like it didn't even happen. Because if you have the ability to get another repetition in within those 11 seconds following that first repetition, guess what? As far as your muscles are concerned, that bad one, that bad repetition, it never happened. Because as quickly as it came into your system, as quickly as your muscles tried to remember it, it's gone. It's gone just as fast. So, as we're training this week, as you're making mistakes, think about the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about stoicism. But more importantly, think about any benefit that comes up from celebrating our mistakes, and I can't think of any. All it does is let us vent for a second. But again, to what end? Instead, we should focus on the betterment of ourselves. And that's the surest way for us to not celebrate those mistakes. Because if we make a mistake, we do it again. If we make another mistake, we do it again. And we keep doing it for as long as it takes in order for us to get it. Repetition is the mother of skill. And good repetitions are the secret to getting better faster. So, 
Don't celebrate the mistakes. Don't get lost in them. Don't let any thoughts of negativity keep you there. Instead, if you make a mistake, repeat that physical skill within 11 seconds, and it's like that first one never happened. Then, to the more important thing, keep moving forward. So, that's all I have for you guys this evening. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at sensei underscore leonelli. You can find me on Facebook, I'm sensei james leonelli. You can find my school on, on Instagram. We're at tsmma underscore smithtown, same address for Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Find out more about the organization as a whole at tsk.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Please, as always, guys, make sure that you guys like the podcast. You subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You get a new one every single Wednesday. Make sure you leave a rate and a review. But most importantly, the thing I can never ask you to do possibly enough is share the podcast with anybody you think needs to hear it. And to that end, my friends, until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.